0: Nazir, Perik, Dalit, Mishnahe, 4-5, and the Mishnah continues to discuss the halachas of a husband canceling his wife's naziris through hafara. And the question that our mission wants to answer is, at what point is it too late in the process? Meaning she's already kind of done with things, perhaps, and therefore it's too late for him to cancel her nether anymore of naziris. So to understand this mission, we need to have two points of background. The first is um, the hafara itself, the cancellation from a husband could happen for one of two reasons. He can either cancel her nether of Naziris because, A, it's called Inui Nefesh, some kind of self-abnegation, self-affliction, where she's restricted from some bodily pleasure which is now causing her to suffer, which certainly is the case when it comes to Naziris because the Nazir can't drink wine. So if a woman is a Nazira, so then since she is got a nether nazirus commitment that restricts her from drinking wine, the husband could say, no, I'm going to cancel that because of Inui Nefesh. The other reason why a husband could cancel his wife's nadarim in general, and Naziris as well, is something which is a davar shebein something which comes between him and her, in terms of their relationship. Um, and there are some differences, depending on which of those two types of reasons he uses for canceling her vow. Whatever the case is, um, if a woman takes on a neder, and that neder doesn't involve either inu nefesh or someone which is gets in the way of their relationship. So then he isn't able to cancel her vow. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing is, um, just, and this is much more relevant to the global picture of how to understand Nazirus, the Nazir um, ends up bringing a special set of korbanos offerings, as well as cutting his hair, or her hair, um, uh, in two different scenarios. And one is called tiglachas HaTahara, which is the concluding procedure when the Nazir has fulfilled their commitment and now they're wrapping things up to, before returning to normal life. And one's called Teglachas Hatuma, um, which is the procedure done if the Nazir is exposed to um, Tuma's mace, corpse Tuma, in the middle of their process. Let's just walk through those together. So, Tiglachas Tahara means, tiglachas means the haircutting of purity. Whatever the translation is, it's not just about the haircutting. It includes the entire concluding procedure of the Nazir, which is just summed up in that expression, Tiglacha tahara So what does that mean? That means that at the once the Nazir who committed let's say for 30 days nazirus completes their 30 days, so what do they do? They have to bring special karbanos. There are three of those karbanos, we said that they're already in the last mission, and so on. You have the the ola, the chattas, and the shlamim, okay, as well as the loaves of bread that go with the shlamim, the twenty loaves. So um, and then the shlam has a special procedure, as we said, which means that it gets uh, boiled in a big cauldron in the temple complex. Um, so after that was all happened, then and the the whatever part of the shlumim is getting boiled that needs to get boiled um, is happening. So then the nazir cuts all the hair on the top of their head. They put that hair underneath the pot with the boiling shlumim. So in that fire, um, and then um, at that point they're they're basically done. Okay, they're done, meaning that they've concluded the nazirus entirely. It's all over. Now they're back to normal life. Okay, um, the truth is, we'll see in our mishnah that the and the halacha is that once any blood from any of the three korbanos reach the mizbeach, that's called Zrika, application of the blood for any of those three korbanos. So then already um, the restrictions of nazirs are lifted, even though the tiglachas tahara has not been concluded. So there's more that has to get done. But in the meanwhile, um, the nazir returns to normal life. Okay, that's important for a mishnah. The other procedure where the nazir is bringing korbanos, I'm cutting here, is the tiglachas hatuma, when the nazir was exposed to tumas meis corpse tumah in the middle of their commitment. So what happens then is they're tummy like any other person. I mean, they need to become tahor first and the tahara process for someone who's exposed to corpse Tuma, includes um, being sprinkled on the third and seventh day of that proceed of that process um, with the mechatas, the paraduma water, that's the ashes of the burned paraduma and spring water sprinkled on him. And then after the sprinkling on day seven, the Tami person goes to the mikvah. After they come to the mikvah at the nightfall, they're basically, they're in tahor entirely, and they can start again. And in the case of the Nazir, at that point on the eighth day, the Nazir would bring um, three korbanos, three different korbanos from the Teglachas satahara. The korbanos that a Teglachas HaToma procedure requires are two birds, either been a yona or a Tur, and then also uh, one's a Chattas, one's an Ola, and then also a male sheep as an Asham, a guilt-offering the Asham for the Nazar. Okay, and after that, um, so then... Um, Oh, you know, I sorry, I skipped. Sorry. The, the, I'm sorry. The, the hair cutting of the top of the hair, if I didn't say it, happens after they go to the mikvah on the seventh day, but prior to the korbanos. That's a normal, proper procedure. Okay. Um, so in any case, so that's the teglachas Hatuma. Now, again, our mission wants to figure out when is the deadline for the husband to cancel his wife's Niziras. So the mission says inside, nizrak aleha echad min hadamim If blood of any of the three of her offerings has been applied to the wall of the Mizbeach, the altar. So then, the husband is no longer able to cancel his wife's vows anymore. Even though she still isn't done with her procedures, she has to bring perhaps other karbanos. The normal proper thing to do is to Bring the chatas first for the Teglachas HaTahara, and we're talking here about a Teglachas HaTahara specifically. So, um, but it doesn't have to be, And meaning, if it's an Ola or if it's a Shlamim blood, it's all going to be, once any of those three reach the Mizbeh, she now, the restrictions of her Naziris are lifted, even though she has to bring two more Karbanos and still shave her hair. Okay, so, um, the Mishnah here holds that once any of the blood reaches the Mizbech of any of the korbanos, the restrictions are lifted, that's Rabbi Shimon, and we'll see later on, and the halacha. So therefore, once that's happened, he no longer can cancel her naziris. Why? Because since she's not restricted now from drinking wine anymore, there's no more inui nefesh. And therefore, whatever her still requires her to do, let's say, bring two more korbanos and cut her hair, and that's not inui nefesh, and therefore, the husband has no rights anymore to cancel her vow, so it's too late. Now, Rabbi Kiva disagrees, but he He's, Rabbi Kiva says, um, if you're in the middle, even if you just did shechita, the slaughtering of one of these animals, um, but prior to the application of the blood, it's already too late. Now, Rabbi Kiva agrees in principle um, with what we said before, that the what lifts the restrictions of Naziris is the application of one of the bloods, and that would also make the Inuit Nefesh go away, and therefore, he agrees the same rule should apply um, Period. However, he says there's a rabbinic injunction here. The rabbinic injunction is we're concerned we're forbidding if the woman brought a chatas offering and then they did the shechita, the slaughtering of the offering, even if the blood hasn't been brought, if the husband would now cancel his wife's naziris, so that chatas couldn't be brought anymore, because you can't bring a chatas for someone who's not a nazir if the a is nazir, and you can't bring it a voluntary chatas either. And therefore the the, the dead animal now will have to just be burned outside of the uh, outside of the temple complex, um, and it goes to waste. And the destruction of kudshim like that um, is disallowed by the rabbis; not appropriate. And therefore, the rabbi kiva holds: once that first animal is shechted, is ready. Now you can't cancel the vow of Naziris because it would cause the loss of. The korban abchatas, and that's a dinder Truth is, um, Rabbi Kiva, although he says achas mikola behemos enu yachol for any of the three animals, what he means is he does, doesn't achas means one of, and it's specifically the one called the, the chatas, because if it was an ola or shlamim, so the ola and shlam offerings can be brought as voluntary offerings, voluntary burnt offering, voluntary peace offering, and therefore um, it wouldn't end up having to be burned outside the and go to waste, and therefore Rabbi Kiva would agree that um, there's no rabbinic restriction. On canceling at after the slaughter of the older of the chattas of the of, the, of the older, the but the chattas there would be. Now, the Morm of says the Misha, when When is the supply we're talking here about? B'tiglachas Satahara, the concluding procedure for a nazir who's completed their whole term. So this woman completed her whole term, and now she's just wrapped things up after thirty days. Let's say. But wait, if we're talking about the interim Tumah, where the woman was exposed to a corpse tumma and she's basically going to bring karbanos and start again, so then Yafer. So then um, he certainly can cancel it, even after the blood of some has been brought to them as because he can say, listen, even if she's she's brought Kurbanus and hasn't shaved her hair yet, he can say, you um, e If she be isha he says, "I am not interested in having a wife who's been um, degraded debased um, which would mean um, that she is you know she is still going to have to not not drink wine so therefore that's the usual case of of um Nefesh situation, and therefore any instance she's gonna normally if a woman does her Tegelachas hatuma." When she finishes the procedure, she has to now do her naziras all over again. So the point is, anywhere in the process here, you can say, no, stop. I don't want her to, to have to have to be a nazira, because that would mean in unefesh, restrictions of wine further on. Okay? Now, Rebbe, he disagrees, and Rebbe Omer, af hat hatahara yafer, Rebbe Yehud Nasi says, even in the Teglach HaSatar, the concluding procedure, even after um, blood has made it from his Mizbeach and so on, and the restrictions of of um, drinking have been lifted, still, Shu Yahu Lomar, he can still, sorry, he can still be Yafer, he can still cancel her Naziris. Why? There's no longer an issue of Inu Nefesh, but there still is the issue of beinola veina their relationship, because he can say, Yes, she's not restricted in terms of drinking wine, but she still has to cut her hair, and I don't want her to cut her hair. She who E if she Beisha Mugulahas. I'm not interested in a wife who's had her hair cut. Um so meaning that it's an issue of not that she's got you know, nefesh, but that he's not attracted to her. And that being the case, he can use the card to cancel her nether, and that's Rebbe, that's Rebbe's opinion. The Tanakama disagrees with that. Tanakama holds it's not that big a deal because she can always wear a wig, and if she wears a wig, she won't be so undesirable. Um, Rabbi says yes, she, yes she will, and it's not no substitute. So therefore, um, you you have that machlokus. The alacha is not like Rebbe. In other words, so that the alacha is like the Tanakama. Uh, also, alacha is also not like Rabbi Um So the point is like the Tanakama that the deadline is blood being applied only. From a teglach Hasatahara offering, teglach hazatuma, we're in mid-process, and uh, even after the blood been offered, even though she has still cut her hair, he no longer can say, "I don't want her to cut her hair anymore," because um, she can always wear a wig, which doesn't make her that um, doesn't mess up the relationship that that significantly. That's the halacha.